Hey everybody and welcome to another episode of Side Quest. My name's Joey and I am your GM for the evening and with me I have the three most likely to succeed PCs. Well, two of them are of their generation. <laughs> first up, we <laughs> First up, we have Dan. Dan, how are you, buddy? Well, I'm doing quite well. That's good, man. Is it nice to be voted most likely to succeed? Well, you didn't really specify who. We all know who. I know. I'm going to go ahead and tell you, so you're one of them. <laughs> Congratulations. Oh, you're so kind. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. I hope you're doing well. I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. I'm. Uh, you know what? Yeah, I don't care. Wow. Okay. Well, Dr. Cox Buckle's going to die this week. Next up, we have Richie. Richie, how are you, man? Doing good. Back. Doing the whole recording thing, bro. Yeah, man, we missed you last week. Oh, I don't want to hear that. Y'all <laughs> killed that episode. I am, look, I'm going on record and saying I'm retiring Din. I'm I'm out. I want to be a part of the audience now. Hey, all credit to Vlad and Kojak and the Hammer. So, no, nah, man, it was awesome. Did you have a good vacation? Yeah, it was all right. I did exactly what you said, which was spend too much money on board games and Power Ranger stuff. So, way to nail that on the head. <laughs> I, know, I know my boy. It's true. Cruz, I feel like I already slipped in the burn, so how you doing, bud? <laughs> I'm doing good. You can't, you can't leave it hanging like that. Come on. You sure? Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of that one person that everybody always leaves hanging, next up we have Cruz Turner. Jesus. No, actually, that's not that bad. I'm, I'm, I don't want anyone to confirm it, <clears throat> Richie, but I'm the flake. <laughs> Speaking of that one person who everybody considers as bad, next up we have Cruz Turner. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> And all this is staying in. You just got three entrances right there. I'm the best. I'm doing well, Joseph. How are you today? I'm doing pretty good, man. Doing pretty good. I, I appreciate you letting me get three in this week instead of just one. You know, I was just feeling you were a little backed up, you know. I was. I You feel a little backed Speaking of backed up, <laughs> next up we have Cruz Turner. Hey! <laughs> it's, it's me. For all of those who don't know, headaches brought on by blood pressure spikes aren't fun. That's your anatomy lesson for the day. All right. Last time on the episode, episode 18, not episode 19, but last time on the episode, Dr. Cogsbuckle, Dan Boulder, you guys were standing in the Great Hall and uh, a giant light shone in. Uh, but before that, we heard some pretty devastating news. Dr. Cogsbuckle, you're you're a star on TV. How's that going for you? Well, this is not quite the stardom that I had hoped for, but... You know, at this point, it is what it is, unfortunately. <laughs> I appreciate the resignation. <laughs> what is one to do when you get tricked by a female known as Marla? Am I right, guys? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Din, you um, you did get tricked by a female known as Marla la <laughs> over the p- course of several episodes. How you feeling? I mean, uh, I'm... I'm, I'm feeling something don't know if it's hate if it's regret if it's man i really should have just pulled that trigger on the roof when i had the chance but you know hindsight is 40 20 as a friend of mine likes to say and uh <laughs> well we're here now yeah that's fair now on top of that too you did get named for why didn't boulder get named in the framing i don't know i mean the doc said that's because he was tina the entire time and again that makes that makes sense, but yeah, it's really unfortunate that it's just me and Doc that gets to be the uh, the movie stars, but uh, Boulder gets left out. I, I feel kind of bad for him. 
Boulder, my understanding is is that you have a showdown coming with Nelson. Is that right? I've had a showdowns with Nelsons for a while. Yeah, but now he's got a lot more muscle behind him than he had previously. Well, he's still a wieners. <laughs> <laughs> that he is. That he is. But I'd imagine that uh, you're not going to say that to his face at this point, huh? I'll say it to his face while it's laying on the opposite side of the room from his head's. Okay. All right. I like it. Din, I'll, I'll flip back to you real quick. Congratulations on now being number two in the Renoir crime family. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, man, I appreciate that. I mean, I just really hope, you know, I could really um, benefit from being number two before anything um, unsightly happens to either myself or either of my bros. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. <laughs> Uh, maybe. We'll see. I guess we'll see. Why don't, you know what? We've done our six-minute intro. Why don't we get into the episode and see what happens? A harsh beam of bright light slams into the ground in jagged patterns caused by its path through the broken windows that litter the front of Dr. Phineas Cogsbuckle's School for Enlightened Children. Nearly simultaneously, all manner of dust and dirt is kicked up in a frenzied windstorm that barrages the building from a helocraft hovering approximately 50 feet above the courtyard. Dr. Cogsbuckle, Din, and Boulder stand in the Great Hall, partially illuminated by the beam. Dr. Cogsbuckle only briefly registers the tail end of this special news alert that blares from the speakers attached to either side of the tail oviz. Din looks over to the dock with wide eyes. Dr. Cogsbuckle doesn't even register his questioning looks as he mutters to himself in shock. Oh, I hate this. Din leans forward, trying to hear Dr. Cogsbuckle over the gale of wind being forced into the building from the outside. He places a hand on Dr. Cogsbuckle's shoulder and gives a worried glance to Boulder as Dr. Cogsbuckle stares blankly ahead. What? What? What do you say, Doc? After a beat, Dr. Cogsbuckle blinks twice, shakes his head slightly, and looks to Dan. His voice raised above the noise, he tries again. I said! Practically yelling at this point, and slightly overcome with the heaviness of the moment, Dr. Cogsbuckle doesn't take note of the sudden silence as the helocraft lands in the courtyard. He continues. This sucks so much ass! Dr. Cogsbuckle, as you kind of look through the the window that uh, leads to the exterior of the Great Hall, and you can see the courtyard, most of the gas lamps have been blown out, and you know they're just... Uh, putting a bunch of gas out into the into the space into the open air uh you can see three figures uh one holding a bright light uh that is on top of a camera on their shoulder uh moving quickly across the courtyard uh kind of as the wind begins to die down you're standing there with din boulder doctor uh din and boulder in the great hall and uh you've got all the children sleeping lost cat sleeping uh it's about early morning the sun is still far from up what do you do Din, Boulder, I do not want to deal with this right now. Do you have any suggestions where we could just get out of here? Um, but Boulder, could you field this one? Well, this is private's properties. Yes, this this is very true. I, uh, I'm gonna crack the front door <laughs> real quick and yell at them from the door. <laughs> Please leave. This is private property. You're trespassing. Uh, you hear muttering uh, between them as you catch the words uh, doctor and Cogswuckle. And then one of them in the lead holds up what appears to be a long, skinny microphone. And uh, they say, uh, Do- Dr. Cogswuckle, is that Dr. Cogswuckle? Dr. Phineas Cogswuckle. 
No, Dr. Cogsbuckle is not home right now, but this is private property and you were trespassing and I, I slammed the door shut. Hippity hoppity, get off my property. <laughs> you slam the door shut just in time uh, for them to make it up the front walk. They kind of leap up the steps as much as they can, holding the equipment that they're holding and begin banging on the door. Here, docs, I got this. And I'm going to push Dr. Cogsbuckle around the edge of the door. I'm going to pull a flashbang grenade out of my vest and load it into my grenade launcher. Uh -huh. Oh, my God. And then I'm going to uh, look to Denda <laughs> and, like, you know, nudge my head where he's out of the doorway. And uh, I'm going to open the door. This is Private's Properties. I am Securities of the Grounds. Dr. Phineas Cogsbuckle and Din are not his. Please exit the premises. Uh, we, we just want to talk to Dr. Cogsbuckle. We're with the Wire News team, and we're here to interview uh, Dr. Phineas Cogsbuckle. We believe that he was implicated in the explosion that happened at the monolith earlier this evening. Okay. Well, this it, is... It, can, we, can we speak to him? Is that a grenade launcher? Yes, it is, and it's meant for use if you don't leave the properties. Uh, we're here as a part of a public service. We are we are the the news team from the wire, as we previously said. Mm -hmm. um, I it, it, we would be happy to provide compensation for his appearance on our show. Okay, well, firstly, I want you to know that I started at thirty seconds timers in my head, and I'm really bad at counting. But you have twenty seconds left. Uh, you you wouldn't. You're on camera right now. You wouldn't dare shoot. This is private's property. Uh, may I have your name, sir? Tina's Beckett. <laughs> Aren't you a little bit big for a Tina Beckett? Oh no. It's gonna I'm be gonna on live TV. Oh I'm no. Gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna put the grenade launcher's barrel up to the camera. Um, hey, you're in my shot. If you don't mind kind of moving out of the way. If you don't leave, you're gonna shot. get shot. Um, and they, they kind of look at each I other. Pull the trigger. And. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh it's a flashbang, right? Yeah, it's going to break the camera and explode, and I'm going to close my eyes. <laughs> You're only closing your eyes. Cool. No. So you you, uh, 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 you, uh, you fire the flashbang into the camera, mm -hmm. and, it, and it kind of shoots through the glass housing in the front and lodges itself into the body, and then it explodes in a bright flash, blinding the three of them. But since you only closed your eyes and did not cover your eyes with your arm, mm -hmm. you are also blinded. That's fine. And uh, they start screaming uh, wildly as you start to hear sirens in the background from very far in the distance. Dan's going to reach out the door, grab the back of his vest, and start pulling him backwards inside. I suggest you leaves. Yeah, I'm going to help Dan. He, he, uh, Boulder stumbles backwards as Dr. Cogsbuckle slams the door closed. Uh, still, the noise of the screaming news team, uh, very, very loud behind the door. And uh, they start yelling about getting the NHPF on the wad. And uh, you guys are in the great room. It's quiet, but you can hear people stirring inside of the school. What do you do? Dins. Dins. Yeah, Boulder. I, I think I made some mistake. <laughs> why, why do you say that? Unless you're a giant ball of light, I can't seize anything. Well, my, my personality is very bright, but no, I, I could see where uh, that's going to be a problem. All right. Uh, Ends? Yeah, yeah. If I dies? You're not. Oh, okay. Yep. <laughs> Boys. D yeah, Doc. I think it's about time we scoop up the students and Lost Cat and we head down to the Rat Cave. Sounds like a solid plan. We also should probably get uh, Boulder's eyes checked out before we do anything as well. Boulder, can you walk? I mean, it hurt my eyes. It's not my feet. 
Yes, okay. Let's 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 help Boulder up on his feet and we will attempt to guide him around the school. <laughs> since you can't see. <laughs> so Din, you pull Boulder to his feet and, and put an arm around him. Dr. Cogsbuckle, you turn uh, and run smack into Ratboy and he looks up at you and uh, through like sleep blurred eyes and he says did did somebody say rat cave yes rat boy to the rat cave what what do you mean to the rat cave like you want to go down to the sewers yes we must go to your town in the sewers uh these news crew boulder just blew them up with a flashbang grenade and what why'd you do that boulder rats boys they were gonna why did you guys let him do that that seemed like a really dumb decision well you know it's heat of the moment honestly rat boys did you expect more out of me <laughs> no, not really. That's a fair point. Are, are we bringing everybody? Yes, we need to take everybody. Look, rats, boys, before we do this, we need you to help protect the children in Lost Cat. We're going to go find Terrence. How, how are you going to find Terrence? Well, we're going to do it. All right, fair enough. <laughs> and he, he he turns and, and begins to uh, to head out through the school, uh, to, and you can only assume that he's heading to find Lost Cat to help round up the students. Um, I... I would think with the sirens blaring in the background, the news crew blinded out front uh, and everything that has happened, you have just a the briefest of moments to grab anything that you want to grab from the school uh, and, and kind of get all the kids wrangled up. So why don't each of you take like a task? So, uh, Din, what are you doing in these last few moments of the school? Uh, Din is still in pants, so he's going to like real quick leave grab like his normal everyday shoes not his boots grab a tank top and then he's gonna stare at the jacket that's on the ground that was like for his family kind of scoff a little bit and then leave it and then uh he's gonna start moving around to like wake children up and stuff like that boulder what about you you're still blind bad boys yeah yeah boulder i need you to take me to my rooms and help me gather some things okay i was gonna help the kids but i guess Oh wow, you 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 blinded yourself with a grenade, huh? Did you expect anything else? Well, no, you're facing at the wall, so. Oh. Turn right. turn towards the sound of my voice, Boulder. Can you say something again? No, you still you're still facing the wrong way, buddy. Okay, I think I should be now. Okay, yeah, you got it now. Okay, all right, come on, take my. Uh, that doesn't make sense. Take my hand. You can't see my hand. And he grabs your hand. And he says, "All right, let's go. Come on." And so he leads you. Uh, he leads you to your room. All right, rat boys. Yeah, Boulder. I need my masks. Okay, I thought that didn't that didn't test well with the audience. So, are we bringing that? Well, I, I'm, <laughs> I made some upgrades to it. Okay, would you put like a voice thing on it? Yes. All right, I'll ask so the editor. So that the editor, editor has to really just put a modulator on my voice oh, and then no. pretend that I'm wearing the mask. Okay, fair point. Yeah, we'll do that. I'll ask him. All right, and if he can't, then uh, we'll just you know. We'll bling it. Anyways, um, I need my Nelson's bag. Okay. And then I need you to go to the middle drawers in my dressers. I thought I wasn't allowed to go in that drawer. Go in the drawers. Oh, no, you... Okay, not the bottom drawer. I got it. Okay. What do you need out of that one? The middle drawers is yours. When he opens the middle drawer, it's all my, my magazines. The magazines? Yeah. <laughs> That's for you, buddy. I thought I could only have these if you're going to die. This is an apologies for Terrence. You mean a great deal to me, Rat Boys. He digs through the magazines and he says, 
Wow, Boulder, I, I really appreciate that. It's nothing, Rat Boys. I'm terribly sorry. Also, the bottom drawer opens it up, and then when he opens the bottom drawer, it's just a plethora of, like, grenades and guns and stuff, and it's like, you know, those engineer drawers that they put, like, plans and stuff in, like, blueprints, and, like, you know, yeah. it, it doesn't seem like that. It's really long. So he begins loading the stuff in the bag, and he uh, he looks back at you while he's doing it, and he says, uh, Boulder, can I ask you a question? Sure, it's Rat Boys. Why did why did the doc give up Terrence? Why was he even working with the E Street? Rat boys, when he was captured, they changed his eye for a mechanical ones, and told him if he didn't find Marla's uh, for them's that they were gonna kill him. And then they saw Terrence. I mean, I get that, but if he knew that was going on, why would he even talk to Terrence? I don't think necessarily is that he was thinking about it at the time, or. He just has a devil-may-care attitudes. I mean, I get that, Boulder, but he's he's the boss. I mean, like, he should be thinking about that stuff, don't you think? Well, we were doing a pretty big job, Strap Boy. I think he had to move a bus for him that he could have just driven around the front of the school. Yeah. That's what Terrence said. I I mean, I'm with you there, but, but you know, it's what they always say. The past is the past. Focus on the nows. So now we need to make it right. He kind of looks down and he says, I don't know. I don't, I just don't know what to think about the dock anymore. Well, Rat Boys, I think you need to talk to him. Because if it were me's and I were you's, well, I'm not going to say that because you're quite an impressionable young lads. Um, <laughs> he finishes loading the stuff in, in the bag and you guys uh, continue to pack up your room. Dr. Cogsbuckle, what are you doing? I go to my room, get my normal dress attire, my cane, my steam pistol, and whatever corpos I have left. And then I go to Lost Cat to wake her up. So you uh, you get all that stuff, and then you walk into the room, or you you walk down the hall and knock on uh, the the second door on the right, and that you know is Lost Cat's room. And you hear a rustling in the room, and then footsteps as she creaks open her door, and she says, "Phineas, what do you need?" Lost Cat, listen. I know that I've made mistakes, and I apologize. But I need you to gather your things. You and the students are going to be heading down into the sewers. There's a large news crew outside wanting to talk to me and Din. Boulder blew up their camera, but that's besides the point. We need you to get your stuff together and head down to the sewers. This is for your own safety. What? what what's in the sewers? It's a little town. I don't know that we're going to be safe there, Phineas. Well, we've been safe there every time we've went down there, so... But, but I mean, what's the plan? So we live in the sewers for the rest of our lives? Lost Cat, I need you to listen to me. This is a very dire situation. I'm doing this to protect you and the students. I need you to listen to me, and I need you to go now. She, like, looks at you, kind of like, just square in the eyes, studying you for a second. She says, All right, Phineas, I trust you, but you got to be right this time. We will do our best. And, and without another word, she closes the door and, and goes to begin packing up her room. And you see, uh, as you head back towards your room, uh, she you see her emerge down the hallway a few seconds later carrying a bag. And she goes off to start uh, getting the other students ready. As you guys finish up these uh, th- this time in the school, you have uh, just a few minutes later, everybody gathered in the Great Hall. Uh, and all the students are looking up at the three of you expectantly. Dr. Cogsbuckle, what do you say to him? Listen, students, I know that I have been MIA a lot recently, but I need you to follow Lost Cat. There's no time to ask questions, no time to dwaddle. 
Please just follow Lost Cat. A student, Rotund, eight, nine, ten years old, with a spinner hat on, uh, raises a hand and says, Dr. Cothbuckle, are you, what's going to happen to you guys? Beebs, this is not the time to ask questions. I said no dwaddling or questions. Please just follow Lost Cat. Lost Cat uh, looks at Beebs disapprovingly and says, Listen, listen, students, we, we got to get out of here. Um, we're going to go down in the sewers with Ratboy for a little while, and, and we'll be safe there. Dr. Cogsbuckle, Den, and Boulder join when they can. We got to get moving. And she turns back to Dr. Cogsbuckle and gives him a look, you know, just like a be safe. And, and then she turns with the students, uh, Ratboy leading them. Uh, you see them head down the hallway towards the back of the school. Uh, where the sewer entrance is. A few minutes past leaving the three of you in the room, you hear the sirens getting much, much closer now, and you hear the news crew banging on the door, uh, demanding to see Dr. Cogsbuckle. What do you three of you do? Do we have a back door in the school? I would assume we do. There is a massive uh, hole in the side of the school over <laughs> by the garage that w- where Boulder blew it out. And uh, other than that, you have no back door as established by canon in like episode three. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> which, was, which was y'all's contribution, not mine. <laughs> so if we go out the hole, is it in like line of sight of the camera crew? No, it's on the side of the school. Okay. Boys, let's. We need to head out the side entrance where you know the giant hole that Boulder blew. Because I asked him, no fault of his own. Boulder's gonna pull his mask down, and he goes, "Dens, I think it's times that you show the docs what you've been working on." I mean, it's not 100% ready, but I guess now is the best time. So I gotta turn around and go back down to see Ratboy. Docs, I was gonna say, me and you should probably goes the opposite ways. Ah, yes, of course. Din, get your thing, and we will meet you at Uncle Merle's. Alright, I'll see you there, guys. So, Din, you walk off down the hallway towards the towards the back of the school, which has the entrance to the sewer in it. Boulder and Dr. Cogsbuckle, you work your way through Dr. Cogsbuckle's room, through his pi- private bathroom, which has the hole in it, and kind of slip out the side into the bushes. You can see that another Helocraft uh, with another... Uh, set of news crews has landed in the front courtyard. You're kind of shielded from all that stuff, but I'm going to need you to roll to read a sitch. Boulder, why don't you roll plus sharp for me? Okay. Dr. Cogsbuckle, you can roll to help out. It's going to be a 10 for me. Dr. Cogsbuckle, roll to HX with Boulder. That'd be a uh, six. (laughs) (laughs) On a six. Um, Okay, so with a six, you... Wait, why can't we just take his 10? A six is a miss, and on a six, you were not able to help him at all as you uh, both look. Boulder, you're able to uh, ask me three of the following questions. Where's my best escape route, way in, way past? Which enemy is most vulnerable to me? Which enemy is the biggest threat? What should I be on the lookout for? What's my enemy's true position, or who's in control here? What's my best way in and out, and what should I be on the lookout for? So uh, your best escape route is probably weaving along the backside of the school and coming out on the street. You'll probably you'll have to hop the uh, wrought iron fence, but you'll be able to get out on the street. And then what you'd be on the lookout for, um, you can see in the distance, probably about a mile and a half to two miles away and up, you can see the blinking red and blue lights of the NHPF uh, helocrafts inbound. All right. I tell the docs uh, in a low voice, all, all the information you shared with me and said, let's hop the fence. Dr. Cogsbuckle, it's about this point where you realize that you forgot your cane in your room and that's what your miss gets you. Oh, son of a gun. I forgot my cane, Boulder, even though 
There was no issue with this when I said that I was grabbing it earlier. <laughs> Don't roll bad. How about that? Oh, do you, do you need the cane stock or? Well, I have my steam pistol, but uh, yeah. Well, it's my bathroom. We <laughs> went out the hole in the side of my bathroom, so it's connected to my room. So I just be able to get a boost up there and grab it. You you can, yeah, for sure. Boulder, can you give me a boost? I need to get back into my room real quick. Sure, ducks. Out of character, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> so as Dr. Car- Dr. Dr. Christ, as Dr. Cogsbuckle is lifted back up and over the edge, Dr. Cogsbuckle, you have your um, you have your stomach uh, across this window that's kind of been blown out, and when you hear the front door get kicked in and you see lights uh, spill into the great hall and kind of run across your room and you hear some shouting of is that Dr. Cogsbuckle in the room? You, you hear people yelling and it's moving very quickly through and you see lights getting closer and closer to your room as you are only partway in this window. What do you do? Never mind, Boulder. Bring me back down. I yank at his legs. You yank at his legs, not careful of the jagged glass that's on the window's edge, dealing one harm to him as you pull him down, uh, partially cutting his, his clothes and stomach. Dr. Cogsbuckle, it was your favorite nighttime attire that you were wearing, but as you guys head through the bushes, uh, you can hear the people yelling throughout the house and hear more helocrafts landing in the street adjacent to the school and also in the courtyard. As you head back around the back of the school through the bushes and then up and over the wrought iron fence, you make it out on the street away from everybody before you're kind of keeping away from what streetlights do work other than the glow of the moon above and the high side. Uh, it's, it's relatively dark and quiet on the streets. Uh, where do you guys go? First, I'm going to take a little bit of my shirt that I have at the bottom and I'm going to pull out my little knife and cut enough off and wrap it around the wound because I don't need them following our blood trail. Thank you, Boulder. I appreciate this very much. I'm sorry that you tore up your shirt for my wound. It's okay, Doc. I really know the God hands controlling us is kind of a douche that way. <laughs> 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 Not following the blood trail. Brilliant idea. Where are you guys headed? Uncle Merle's. Yeah. Uh, we'll flip over to Din. Din, you are heading down into the sewers. Um, you, you can't see the students or, or Rat Boy, but you know your way at this point. They, they've got a, a bit of a lead on you. And as you head down, your wad begins to ring. Uh, well, before I say anything, what's the name coming across it? Uh, it says Nelson. Uh, what's going on, bro? Hey, hey, Din. Where you at, dude? Uh, well, <laughs> at the moment, I'm, uh, trying to avoid some, uh, <laughs> some, some paparazzi, you feel me? Yeah, man, I'm, I'm watching the live feed. Did Boulder shoot the gr- uh, grenade into the camera? Uh, did it look like Boulder shot a grenade to the camera? Yeah, I mean, pretty clearly we saw his face and then a grenade launcher on the camera and then the camera, yeah, it, it was bad, dude. Then, uh, yeah, it, yeah, yeah, no, no, he... He did that. Man, you really gotta drop that dead weight, dude. I, I'll, he's nothing but trouble for you guys. But at the same time, I mean, he he's also um, dug us out of more problems than he's putting us into, if that makes sense. I mean, I guess, but, you know, at the same time, I feel like y'all could have just pretended not to be there and had a much better outcome than any of that happening. See, this is, see, this is, this is why you gotta be around more, bro, because, uh, you know, he's in the moment. Not to mention, we really gotta try to take care of these kids and... I don't know, it's just a whole whirlwind of crud happening. No, I know, man. I, I, who, who lit you up on the TV, dude? That, that's just it. I, I really, I really don't know. I mean, what, I, like, I, I get the doc. I mean, he was obviously there, or whatever, his jacket was there, but I don't know why you got, you got called out, too. Yeah, no, it's, it's super weird, because, like, I, I don't remember, you know, 
Oh, I mean, I knew I was there, but like, so was, so was Boulder, but uh, it just really sucks how it was just us, you know? We, I, I don't know, it's just, it's a lot right now, and I'm starting to like really rethink some um, uh, past friendships, you know what I mean? Yeah, man, I, like, bro, I don't want to be that guy, but do you think Boulder put that tip out on you, bro? I mean, he has been acting really weird lately, but no, I don't, I don't think Boulder would do that. Dan's gonna start, like, kind of really deep thinking. I mean, I, I look, I don't want to, like I said, I don't want to get in the way of your friendship. I, I get that, but, I mean, he knows you're number two in the crime family now. I mean, maybe he could be looking to take you down make a move. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah, that that's definitely, uh, I guess I should really put that at the forefront of my, uh, my thinking now, you know, being, uh, number two. I guess I've made more enemies than I have friends lately, huh? Yeah, dude, we got a lot of stuff to think about. I mean, look, there's room at the top for me and you, but, uh, not much else. I, I, I mean, maybe Dr. Cogswell would be, like, an advisor or something, but I don't know, man. I just, I get a bad and as you as he's talking to you then the wad begins to kind of crackle and the the service begins to cut out as you head deeper and deeper into the tunnels and the sewer din's gonna like as he's noticing this he's like dude i'm I'm going through a tunnel right now i'll call you back he's gonna cut the wad off as you cut the wad off it falls silent and you're left with uh kind of your thoughts as you continue to plod down through the sewers uh what do you what are you thinking and feeling at the moment uh just everyone hates everybody you know it's like there's not a there's you know, I mean, I get it. You know, wards suck at all, but like, man, you you turn around, there's a knife at your back. Turn around, there's a knife at your throat. It's just everyone's trying out to get out. You know, just get everyone. <laughs> I cannot stress this enough. Voice in my head, who's probably the narrator. I just I miss the simpler times where all I had to worry about was street racing and um, you know, none of this crap. I mean, my family's basically falling apart. Boulder's doing something weird. The doc's getting framed for stuff and also tortured it just it's not a good look for my friends you know you make it a few more a few more hundred feet down the sewers until it begins to open up and you can kind of see the first signs of of civilization well quote-unquote civilization as you near the entrance to rat boys town and uh you can see that as you kind of crest over the edge of this tunnel you can see the students and Lost Cat getting settled into the village. Uh, what do you do? Trying to not necessarily, I don't know, he's not trying to be seen by anyone, but at the same time, if he does, it's kind of whatever. But he also wants to, you know, there's a time limit to this thing, so he's trying to hurry. So he's going to go to, like, essentially the very back of the his little town kind of thing. And that's where, like, my makeshift, not shop, but, like, there's, like, a little canopy and a tarp of anything and, like, a bunch of, like, my, um... Like my takeaway tools, essentially, like little toolboxes sitting around that I've been working on, and uh, is the um, from episode one or two or whenever I said this might have actually been in the um, the character intro, if y'all remember. But I had a secondary thing that I haven't been able to use till probably right about now, and that is my second car is a tank. <laughs> nice. And uh, so, what's the ability say? You remember? You get an additional car. I can either give it mounted machine guns or grenade launcher and also give it a plus one armor. Very cool. All right. What have you been working on, Den? So as of right now, because I'm, I wasn't expecting it to go this far yet, um, he's going to, you know, whip off the tarp and still unpainted. It's uh, essentially what he lovingly refers to as Lola 2.0. 
and it's all the parts he's, you know, scavenged from the explosion and his back and forth from Merle trying to replace like original parts because he's a big stickler for um, numbers matching. So um, give me the give me some background on the car or, or slash tank. Is this a what's the emphasis on here? Is it is it battle ready or is it speed or what? So are we, what are we from at? what it tells me to do from the like you have to build a car. So there's a stat block I go off of. It's uh, power plus two. The looks is a plus one. It has an armor of one, but because of it being a tank, it gets an automatic plus one. So armor's a two. It gets a weakness of a plus one, and that weakness is the fact that it's loud. Unfathomably loud. <laughs> I like it. It's good. That's definitely what you need right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Not 100%. The other two that I have to go with it is the fact that the frame is updated, so it's a sedan now, so it's not a two-door. So there's a four-door, unfortunately. But also, you know, Doc doesn't like being shoved in a trunk with snacks and whatnot. And then, of course, for flair of my homie, uh, it has grenade launchers on it. I like that. So, uh, Lola 2.0, you pull off the tarp and uh, you slide into the driver's seat and you I- ignite the engine and you can just hear it roar to life. Uh, it is it, hugely loud to the point that all of the villagers and also the students and Lost Cat and Rat Boy all come out from around the buildings and kind of look over towards you. Rat Boy scurries up to the window. And as you roll it down, and he, he puts his hands on it and kind of leans his head, and he says, Dan, you taking Lola out? Yeah, I wasn't expecting to do it right now, but I think it's uh, now or never. You know, we got we got to get Terrence back, and I feel this would be my my biggest contribution for that, you know? And he's going to give his goofy smile to, to Rap Boy. Yeah, I, th- I think you're right. Just, hey, mind the, mind the throttle. We never really got to quit sticking. Oh, yeah. Uh, no problem. And then uh, he's going to slowly start pulling off and going out the opposite direction to where he, uh, you know, you go out and it'd be through where the giant hole in the ground is, essentially. But throughout his time of working back and forth, he's had Terrence and Ratboy essentially make him like a roadway or a path to safely get up onto the road with it. Nice. I like that. So you're tra- traveling back to the Warrens. Yes. Okay, so um, you head out uh, as the kids uh, all wave goodbye to you, and Ratboy kind of uh, heads back into the village, and you head down the tunnel that uh, with the roadway, and uh, you're sticking to one side of the water. We'll flip back to Den and uh, Dr. Cogsbuckle. You guys are headed down uh, towards uh, Uncle Merrill's. You're headed down towards Uncle Merrill's, and you get about halfway down and parallel to uh, one of the darker alleyways. Oh, no. uh, you expect it. <laughs> you you expect to see uh, a bottle flick out of the alleyway, but what you see instead is a uh, cruiser parked on the side with the wire in large letters uh, scrawled across it, and you can hear talking from and down in the alleyway. And as you kind of pass parallel to it or perpendicular to it, rather, um, very cautiously, you see the bright lights of a camera. And you see uh, two people interviewing Lady Retina, and you can hear them discussing Doctor Cogswickle uh, back and forth as you as you move past it. What do you guys do? Um, can you can you play out this interview? <laughs> <laughs> Who wants to be the, uh, Dan? You be the interviewer. Also, just so you know, you did say that it's a uh, Din and Doc, and it's actually Boulder and Doc. For those who are wondering. 
Well, we're here over at Uncle Merle's down in an alleyway. We came across this lady. She she started shouting at us and threw a bottle at our heads. Yes, I have a prophecy for you. <laughs> yes, yes, she said, Phineas Cogsbuckle. And we were very curious, so we came down here to ask her. So, lady, what is your name? My name? My, nobody's ever asked my name before. Yes, well, we're interviewing you, so we need to get your name, ma'am. My my name's Ritna. It's Lady Ritna. Lady Ritna. So you threw the bottle and you said Phineas Cogsbuckle. Do you know anything about this man? Who? Phineas Cogsbuckle. I, I have a prophecy for you. You have a prophecy for me? Yes, prophecy first and then Phineas Cogsbuckle. I look at the other guy that's standing next to me and shrug like... <laughs> like What's the worst that could happen? Yes, Mrs. Ritna. I will, yes. What is this prophecy that you speak of? Uh, I've got a, I've got a prophecy. I, you must, you must come over here so I can whisper in your ear. <laughs> I lean closer. I want the rest of this episode to be just this interview, please. The cameraman, <laughs> the cameraman, like gets down and gets the profile shot and like zooms in on Lady Ritna getting real close to his ear. <laughs> nice. You can see the moistness from her, from her cracked and drying lips. Uh. <laughs> It's it's glistening in the camera light. Yeah, just as just as the spittle travels between her teeth as she talks. <laughs> yes, and Chet, Chet, the interviewer, Chet, you, you can smell uh, the strong smell of, a, of 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 something you can't quite place, but it, uh, if you had to guess, it would be onions. And she says, "Mr. Interviewer Man." Well, my name is Chet. Mr. Chet, the interviewer man. I have prophecy for you, Chet. Tonight, tonight. You're going to see Phineas Cogsbuckle. You are going to, Chet. Congratulations, you found him. <laughs> wow, Miss Ritter, that is great news. Is there anything else you can tell me about Phineas Cogsbuckle? I have one more prophecy for you. Oh, God, yes, of course. Another prophecy. Does it involve any more information about Dr. Phineas Cogsbuckle? If you see Dr. Cogsbuckle this evening, you will die. I back up startled and look at the <laughs> cameraman. I guess that's the worst that could happen. <laughs> I yes, well, Miss Ritna, it was a pleasure talking to you. Um, I have a prophecy for you. <laughs> and as she begins to begins to yell, uh, Doctor Cogsbuckle Boulder, you uh, scurry through the alley, shaking or behind the alley, shaking your heads, uh, and and pass across the street towards Uncle Merrill's. What do you guys do? Were we able to hear the prophecy at the other end of the alley? Uh, at, at least the part she yelled for sure. I'm gonna look over at the dock with my mask down and go. Well, I guess I'm going to have to kill somebody's tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yes, well, uh-huh. you know, they're in a dark alley with Lady Ritna. That's, that's punishment enough, I feel like. <laughs> you know, Doc, you give her too much of a hard time. She's a nice lady. Yeah, she's very kind. I just, you, it's, uh, all the prophecies end in death. Why can't it ever end in good fortune for me? Maybe that's just your lots in life, Doc. I suppose so, Boulder. <laughs> Let's head on into Uncle Merrill's. So, as you guys make it up through the front walk to Uncle Merrill's, you, uh, you open the door and it dings and, and you head inside. It's pretty sparsely populated at this point. Uh, it is very late, or late in the evening, early in the morning, depending on how you look at it. And uh, you can see Isaac behind the bar. He's kind of just like sitting there slumped against the bar with uh, a rag. And he's cleaning the bar, uh, but there's really nothing to clean. And he's not serving anybody. It's really close to last call at this point. And as the bell dings, he looks up and he says, Hey, Doc. Hey, Boulder. How's it going? 
Isaac, good evening. Is Uncle Merrill here? Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll let him know we got a celebrity in the house. And he points towards the wire where your picture is plastered on many screens throughout the throughout the bar. Ugh, and I put my hand on my face. Uh, he, he says, why'd you, why'd you kill that guy, Doc? I, I, seems like a weird move for you. Boulder, I get, but... Listen, Isaac, do you honestly think I would just kill somebody in cold blood? I mean, it was your jacket. That's the one you wore to the formal that, you know, Uncle Merle's, like, dance nights. That's the form- formal jacket you always wear. Oh, yeah, man. Uncle Merle's dance nights. What a time <laughs> to be alive. <laughs> Yes, I lent that jacket to a... Uh, you know, don't really speak ill of me. She sucks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he, he looks at you and says, I mean, I, I get that, but at the same time, I mean, it really looked like you in, in the footage, so... Right, regardless, I, I think Uncle Mare will be happy to talk to you. I can go get him if you want. Isaacs. Yeah, Boulder, what's up? I had a really good idea right now while you and the doc had that back and forth. Oh, okay, go for it. I got my mask custom made by you because you're so artful. You should make Doc's one so he could hide his identities from people's. I mean, I, I probably could if I had some time. I mean, it's not a bad idea. I worked on your mask for like, I mean, since episode one and people said they didn't like it, so I've been working on <laughs> Time. Well, I, well, I mean, it's more of just like a face masks, just like on the lower portions, or like maybe a pair of glasses, like the man's of super. Boulder, I'm. That's a comic book. This is real life. Ooh, Boulder, I have a great idea. What if Isaac? What if you made me a mask, like in that movie Man Bats, where Bang was the villain? <laughs> Isaac, Isaac walks off to go get Uncle Mero. <laughs> He doesn't even, he doesn't even say anything. That one's where the guy had the mechanical crabs on his face? Yes, that one. It sounded like Lincoln Abrahams? Yes, I did. It sounded like, yes, I am Phineas Cogsbuckles. No one cared until I put the masks on. <laughs> Can I just say that this whole bit was just so Dan could do his Bane impression? And I appreciate that about you. Is that true, Dan? One more time. Give us the Bane one more time. Ah, yes. <laughs> Amazing! Amazing. As you're having this conversation, you see the door to the leading to the back of the uh, back room of Uncle Merrill's swing open, and you see the very round figure of Uncle Merrill's uh, head out uh, in in behind the bar, and he says, "Uh, "Boys, how's it going this evening? We doing okay?" Yes, Docs. How is Weeds doing tonight? Well. Uncle Merrill, I'll just cut to the chase. We're not doing great. Yeah, it looks like you really screwed the pooch, Doc. Yes, of course. Well, you know. Uh... I told you not to get involved with the Renoirs. You remember well, that? Well, you know, I was about to comment on this. The Renoirs, this has been a very unfortunate uh, circumstance. It's just been like one thing after the other, and I just can't even get any rest. I have a constant breeze blowing through the hole in my bedroom <laughs> through the bathroom, and I'm just so tired of it. Now my face is plastered all over the news where they're telling me I killed somebody. I didn't kill anybody. Who really killed the man was that bitch Marla. <laughs> Uh, well, I mean, I guess a certain amount of congratulations are to be had because I heard that Din is now the number two of the Renoir crime family after the number one and number two disappeared in, let's just say, a very suspicious accident. Well, news travels fast around here, doesn't it? No, it's kind of my job, uh, Doc, you know that. Well, yes, of course. Well, we told Din to meet us here because, you know, <laughs> he's on the run too now, so we just have to wait on him to get here. Fair enough. I guess we'll flip back over to Din. Uh, Din, <laughs> as you're heading uh, uh, through the through the tunnels and the sewer, you head up and out and on the roadways of the Warrens. What do you do? Uh, yeah. 
Uh, can I get three number twos? Can I get that large? Um, uh, can I get uh, two chocolate shakes? Yeah. Can you please turn the vehicle off? We can't hear you over the vehicle. I'm sorry. Yeah, my bad. Dan's cuts it off. All right. Um, so two chocolate shakes and then uh, a strawberry shake, please. Then you're interrupted briefly uh, with this order as uh, about four or five NHPF helocrafts streak overhead, uh, making even louder noise than your car was somehow somehow making. So they just pass over me? Yep, they just pass right over. So again, can I get three number twos? Uh, can I get that large... An extra thing of onion rings, uh-huh. and you already got the you already got the milkshakes, right? Yeah. Do you want uh, do you want the meal or do you just want the sandwich? Uh, yeah, let's do the meal. Okay. I, I know I know friends of mine would be pretty hungry, but yeah. Now you got that large size. You know, for thirty five cents more, you can actually get that extra large. <laughs> Ooh, what what does that give me? Well, that gives you six more ounces of fries, two more liters of soda. And actually, it comes with a complimentary vomit bag. Ooh! <laughs> uh, can, uh, can I switch the vomit bag out for a toy? Yeah. It's for, it's for a boy. It's for a boy? Okay. Uh, that, that should do it. Yeah, all right. That'll be 2836. Pull forward, please. And Din's going to start up and pull forward and then cut it off again. Yeah, you pull around to the window and, and cut it off, and the, the glass slides open, and you see um, a, a pretty attractive woman uh, at the till. Sick car, dude. Ah, thanks. Yeah, I've been, I've been, uh, been building it for a while. And he's going to hand over the wad of scratch because, you know, he's been doing side jobs for everyone since he's gotten this new garage. Where'd you get it? Built it myself. Oh, a builder. <laughs> yep, yes, ma'am. It's pretty good. A little too good. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, I appreciate that. You know, there's uh, a lot of people who question about my deep voice, and I really appreciate that you haven't asked any questions about it. <laughs> Hey, you know what? Beauty's in the eyes of the beholder, sweetheart. And Din's gonna wink. All right, she's gonna close the window and uh, like gather all this stuff up and hand it out. Thank you very much. Here's your receipt. Thank you. It's gonna have her phone number on it and call me. Uh, Din's gonna look over and give her a goofy smile and uh, pull off. So you head back out onto the roadway with your uh, fast food in hand, and uh, you drive towards Uncle Merrill's, weaving through several the wire cruisers uh, along the way, and uh, you can hear more NHPF uh, helocrafts overhead before arriving at Uncle Merrill's. Uh, Dr. Cogsbuckle Boulder, you guys are chatting with Uncle Merrill as the windows begin to rattle and shake around you, and you feel like that something is about to land on top of Uncle Merrill's when two headlights hit the front windows, just shining very brightly inside, blinding you. And all of a sudden, all the noise and, and shaking of glass and the walls shaking stop, and uh, you see somebody get out of a very, very stark-looking cruiser. The front door opens, the bell dings, and you see Dan walk in. Dan's gonna walk in, like, sipping on his milkshake. What flavors did you get? I got two chocolates, one for me, one for Doc, and I got a strawberry for you, bud. You know me so well, Dan, thank you. Oh, it's a little melty. How long ago did you get this? Uh, again, you know, the car's running a little warm. You know, I still haven't put the AC in it, but, uh, yeah, I'm sorry, you know, my bad. Dan, it's not problems. I actually prefer it a little melties because I'd prefer to just drink it out of the cups rather than through straws. Dan, you you really can't bring food into my literal restaurant. And, and Dan's, and Dan's going to look over and go, yeah? 
And then he's gonna start sipping on it while he's looking at him. <laughs> Uncle Meryl's, don't you know that these men's are outlaws? What What does that mean to me, Boulder? I don't know. I was trying to be like cutesy, Uncle Meryl. I'm okay. sorry. Drink your milkshake, Boulder. Thanks. So, <laughs> so. Uh, Uncle Merrill leans against the bar and he kind of uh, wipes his hands off with his rag and then puts the rag back uh, in the front of his apron and he says, Alright, so what's the what's the story, boys? What do you want from me? Din's eating. Din doesn't even know what's going on, so he's going to leave that to y'all. <laughs> uh, Boulder's going to take a sip of his milkshake and then like push his hand under his mask to wipe it off because he just lifted it up to drink. He's going to say, Uncle Merrill's, um, have you heard any things about a sewer monsters being captured by possibly one of the big threes? No, but I did hear some chatter over the wire about the E Street kidnapping some kid named Terrence. That's another kid that's actually a sewer monster's Uncle Merrill. Dan's gonna look up from his food and with like a mouthful, he's gonna be like, You guys know I I could get us there with an inside guy, right? I thought I thought that was like established. Huh? Yeah. And he's gonna swallow. He's like, Yeah. Uh, you guys know by the guy that works with me, the, the three guys that work with me at my shop, Monkey, you know he works for the E Street, right? Because, <laughs> you know, as established in, like, the the episode right after the death race, I hired a bunch of the guys from the E Street. Dan's not really going to start listening back to our conversations again, I guess. I mean, no, it's, it's you know, it's people overlook it. It's fine. It's no big deal. But, uh, yeah, no, I figured once we, you know, ate here, I figured we were just stocking up with uh, Uncle Merle here, and then we'd uh, head off. Uncle Merle. Uh, yeah, Doc, I'm feeling kind of left out because it literally seems like you don't really need me for anything right now. <laughs> Do you have anything that we could use to capture a stool? Not capture, but, you know, help get back a giant sewer monster. Again, with the sewer monster thing, I feel like that's really overblown. I I mean, what? how big of a sewer monster are we talking? I pull out my wad and show him a picture. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you show him a selfie of you and Terrence <laughs> and... <laughs> And uh, he goes, it, it, like his eyes go wide and his jaw kind of goes slack. And he like calls Isaac over to look at it. And he goes, oh, my high side above. What in God's name is that? Uncle Merle, meet Terrence. What are you guys doing over there at the school exactly? That is on a need to know basis. And you don't need to know. And Dean's going to kind of <laughs> laugh like into his hamburger and go, <laughs> we're being extraordinary. <laughs> 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 oh my Such a God, good line. Man. Oh, that's so We're good. Being extraordinary. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Oh, we need to find this guy. Crazy. He's an ass. Yeah. <laughs> I peaked, y'all. I'm out. That was it. That was it. That was the best line that you had. Thanks for <laughs> listening to Side Quest. Reaching yeah, yeah, right. socials for us. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, um, Meryl kind of sits back and he says, I, I mean, Look, I, I appreciate this moral quest that you guys are on, but at the same time, this is still a business. Do you have any scratch to pay for this with? How about an IOU? <laughs> he pulls out a drawer, and it has a whole bunch of handwritten IOUs from Dr. Cogsbuckle on it. <sighs> Boulder's going to sigh and open up his Nelson bag and pull out a big, like, fake grenade, and he's going to open the top of it, and there's just a ton of scratch in there. It's from when we were running uh, Shine. Yeah. yeah, I like it. Um, he, he, he looks at it and he says, all right, now we can talk and do business. What exactly are you looking for? Hmm. Can I get some ketchup? The fries are a little cold. <laughs> it's an oyster bar, then we don't have ketchup. I got some tartar sauce if you want it. Oh, how about some hot sauce that you, that you give the boulder all the time? Yeah, that, that's fine. Isaac, go get him some hot sauce. And Isaac kind of goes off to, to 
to, to get something for you. Appreciate it. Well, you know, actually, I don't really think we need it. He actually just listens to us, so we may be good. Now, I did have one question. Uh, as I was hurrying out of the school, do you have another cane? I seem uh, my left mind at the school. You, you left the special cane that I made for you, Doc? Is that right? Yes, well, you know, things happen. I was in a hurry. I was going back inside, and then they busted down the door to my school, and, well, you know, one thing led to another. I cut my stomach, and, well, here we are. <laughs> he looks you over and kind of sighs, and he says, All right, just because you have the scratch, I've been kind of waiting on this, but I made you a backup cane. Uh, Isaac, go get it. And Isaac goes to the to the back room uh, and he comes back out and has a box that's pretty ornate looking red box and uh, he opens the lid on it and Dr. Cogswell you see a glittering black cane uh, with golden inlays in it and he pulls it out and he kind of twists the end of it and three spikes flip out of the end and he says alright so this one's a little bit of an upgrade but it's got a grapple gun on the end of it as well as and he turns the uh, barrel the other way and he says as well as a long range barrel so I uh, hope you get a little bit better at shooting and he hands it over to you he says alright that's a that's a thousand scratch try not to lose this one Boulder's gonna start counting it out I hand Boulder an IOU <laughs> Boulder you put it in Nelson's gym bag in the special IOU pocket that you have from the dock what else you guys need I'm gonna Morals, this jackalope over here lost my rail rifles that I traded you, you know what for? <laughs> that you traded me what for? You know what? Wait, what? What did you trade me? The thing that shall not be spoken of. What? Oh, I see what you're doing. Anyways, um, so's. Now I'm confused. What did you give me? Isaac, do you remember? And Isaac just like wide eyed shakes his head. I'm gonna get up and get next to his ear. The magazines. He, he gets next to your ear, he goes, what magazines, Boulder? Issue number 48. He gets real close to you. He says, I told you never to mention that, Boulder. I know that's why I said, you know what? Boulder, you know how this ends. The prophecy has to be fulfilled. I know, but the problem is, is I've got other things to do, so you can kill me later. When the city of New Haven burns, Boulder, it's me and you. I know, and you're supposed to kill me, right? That's the prophecy, Boulder. I know, but we're trying to, like, make everybody that we love feel better and be like happies. And then we can, you know, destroy the worlds and then kill each other. Well, luckily, there was no timeline on it, so I know. I guess we're good. Like, don't get me wrong, Lady Ritten is pretty bad about time frames, so it's okay. Okay, okay, love you, bye. Anyways, uh, so <laughs> Uncle Mel, I've got I've got probably about twenty five hundred more scratches. I'm gonna need you to hook me up really big times. One, we're gonna need better armors for Dins and Doctor Cog's buckles. Twos, I'm gonna need you to give me a repaired cylinder grenade launchers. And threes, I'm gonna need a high fives from Isaac because I want to see him again. And if I don't, he's been real helpful, guys, and he deserves a raise. Wait, why? How has Isaac been helpful? Just like with going and gathering the things and bringing us our oysters and. I mean, that's his job. I know, but he just he does it really well. I stopped by I stopped by Ugly Phil's like one time so when I had to piece, and their guy behind the counters, uh, I don't know, he had asthma or something, but he was a real, real slow worker. Yeah, no, he's a tool bag. I met that guy, Vlad or whatever his name is. Yes. <laughs> yeah, Vlad the inhaler. I hate that guy. Me too. Okay. Yeah. No, that's fine. You can give Isaac the high five when you go back, and you can help him gather all your gear. That's fine. Twenty five hundred will cover it. All right. And I, I like t 
take it and I kind of like gently pour it out and then I close my effect grenade and I, this is mine though and I put it back in my bag. <laughs> so uh, you put it back in the bag and he says, would you mind at least going and help Isaac with the with the stuff? I want to discuss a few more things with Dr. Cogsbuckle and Den. That's fine. So you head off towards the back with, with Isaac. Uh, Dr. Cogsbuckle, Den, Uncle Merrill turns towards you and says, now boys, both of you are wanted um it kudos by the way on making probably the biggest impact on the city of anybody from the warrens uh negative though it may be and he says um i i I have a maybe something that could help you keep a lower profile if if that's something that you're interested in and it can be an iou doc before you write me another one i guess well you can just keep the one i gave you earlier yeah no it's fine i got backups it's it's no big deal he uh, he looks at you, Din, while you chew your burger, and um, he sets the hot sauce on the table, and he says, "Look, I, I've uh, there, there's a there's a, a way that we can do this. There's another guy in town uh, that let's call it. He, he'll give you a different face. It's only temporary, but it's pretty painful. But I think it might be a good next step before you do anything crazy." Din's gonna like suspiciously kind of like narrow his eyes and then like try to lock eyes with the doc. Den, what do you think? This is... I mean, it may be our only option. How? How long does it last? I I mean, it depends on what he does, but, I mean, he's pretty good. It can last up to a couple months if necessary. Right. And, uh, how much is this gonna cost us? Like I said, I owe you. Den's gonna start shaking his head. It's like, now on a scale of, like, one to ten from the pain, where you're tattooing being, like, at a five kind of thing, uh, what's, uh, what are we Uh, looking at A fifteen. Oh. Oh, yeah, okay, not pleasant, but I mean, uh, you know, the NHPF will be worse to you if I had to guess. Uh, okay. Um, yeah, Doc. I mean, I, I guess it would be uh good to check that out. At least, at least hear about, you know, see see what's going on. Yes, you know, I you know I feel like that's a good idea at this point. I, we're pretty much screwed otherwise. Uncle Merle, where can we find this man? I, I'll I'll write some directions down. We don't really like to put it anything down on paper but I'll, I'll give you some rough directions um when when boulder and, and isaac get back but i like i said i'm not pushing for anything but i think maybe it's the, a good next step considering the situation well it's, it's always worth paying a visit and seeing what he has to say yeah fair point okay um uh, when they get back we'll we'll do this uh we'll flip back over to boulder boulder you're walking into the back with isaac and he pulls the pearl to the side on that uh on that oyster and the door slides open and he walks into the back and he says boulder i'm really glad to see you guys are okay yeah isaac's thank you by the way for the device you left i i don't know why you did that but it really helps well I, i mean you know i'm always happy to help out i've told you that before but um you know you and and den and dr cogswickle you do good things here in the warrens and and you know i I don't know what i i did want to ask what like why did doc and den why did they kill the head of the zsg why that didn't make a lot of sense to me they didn't they were with me the whole time so you helped kill him no we all we were told to do was knock out the communications well i mean if then why did they show up on the wanted poster and you didn't Honestly, don't know. I mean, it just doesn't make a lot of sense. Like, why did Din... I mean, I get why Dr. Cogsbuckle, like, he, he was wearing his jacket and he got left behind or whatever, but... But Marlowe's was wearing that jacket. What do you mean Marlowe was wearing the jacket? When we left to go to do the jobs, Nelson's left us outfits, but he didn't leave ones for Marlowe's, so the doc gave Marlowe's his outfits. Why would, why would Marlowe be wearing the doc's jacket? That doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Because she didn't have, an, she was wearing her normal, like, oh, look at me, I'm hoity-toity with my nice boots and leather jackets. 
and we needed to get into the monolith, so we all wore suits, and then Marley didn't have one, so the doc gave him his white leisure suit. Le- leisure suits. Marla went with you to the monolith? Yes, and then abandoned us on the roofs. Why would she go back to the monolith? Max. He looks at you and narrows his eyes, and he says, Boulder, I'm really sorry about this. And he says, the night is long with many hidden dangers. Another one? Really? And that's where we'll end it for this week. Uh, Thank you for joining. <laughs> Thank you for joining us for another episode of SideQuest. <laughs> I no, hope you guys Isaac. have enjoyed it. <laughs> I hope you guys have enjoyed it. I sure have. Uh, guys, thank you for joining me again this week. Uh, I, uh, Dr. Cogsbuckle, it, you made it out uh, probably with some bad decisions, but you've made it to Uncle Merrill's and gotten the kids safe. Is the next step to go after Terrence, it seems like. Yes, of course. We need to find Terrence. I need to do something good. Rat Boy, I can only assume he's very disappointed in me, as he has every right to be. I've disappointed him, and I want to make it up to him. Yeah. And, well, you know, of course, I told him we'd bring him back, so... If we don't, then he might hate me forever, and I won't like that. <laughs> Seems to be like you actually hold Ratboy in pretty high regard. Well, he's like a son to me. Yeah, that's fair enough. Um, I'm sure you'll get him back, hopefully. Uh, Din slash Richie, you okay, bud? <laughs> um, I mean... Who cares about Richie? Yeah, that doesn't matter. But Dead, <laughs> Dead on the other hand, got to break out uh, Lola 2.0, even though yeah. um, that, uh, you know, wasn't done yet. But I mean, you know, there's, I got, it's, I got, uh, it's gonna be exciting to see how I get to use all my new toys on it. Yeah, absolutely. Now, did you, were you able to put any of the parts from the battle wagon on there? Maybe they should come back and listen to the next episode. Find out. <laughs> Maybe they should. Maybe they should. Uh, Boulder, you had quite the reveal there at the end. What's going on? Oh, you know, just standard storytelling. <laughs> <laughs> that was Boulder's uh, that the big was, bad guy all along. That was Boulder's <laughs> voice, by the way. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I like it. I like it. Oh, man, guys. So many good things happening now that we're in the big story. I'm so excited about it. But until next week, we want to run down the socials for you so you can figure out how to connect with us. Um, You know what? Let's have Cruz do the socials. Cruz, go ahead. Hey, how you doing? It's me, Cruz, your favorite member of SideQuest. I would like to come to you today and let you know about our social media presence. We use Twitter, Facebook, Reddit, uh, we we have a Twitch channel as well. Most of them, if not all of them, are S I Q P O D. That's sick pod. We mostly use Twitter to communicate with our fans. Feel free to drop us a line. Say hey, I really love what you're doing, or hey, you could really improve upon this. And if you give us good feedback or bad feedback, you might be a part of our world. And we might be like, hey, this cool person like Isaac is one of our viewers who said something to us on Twitter, and now he's an integral part of the characters. Wait, story. Uh, and if you give us bad feedback, you might, you know, have a character who has a similar name who might die. Nice. Very good. Very, very good. Um, so we we try to do the stream thing when, Richie? Uh, we try to do the stream thing every Friday, like around 8-ish, 8.45-ish to 9-ish. Depends on when the boys get together to really, you know, decide they want to do the thing. Richie, Central yeah. Standard. Yeah. Central Time. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's central time, what what he said. 
We also have a Discord where we're currently recording right now where you should come by and say hello to us or just join it and leave some super dope memes or say some super dope mean things to us. You know what? I'm going to petition personally, but it's got to be through our Discord. All right. I'm going to talk to the guys to make like a special channel, but I want like different ways to burn crews. So like Joey has a list <laughs> to pull from and then uh, we'll go from there. Oh man, poor Cruz. We need to make it where Cruz can't read him though. Yeah, he's locked out of it. He's locked out of it. All right. Well, we want to say a thank you to uh, all of our PCs. Dan, thank you very much for playing Dr. Cogsbuckle. This is my pleasure. <laughs> the wrong character, Dan. Oh, we're, uh, we're welcome. sticking with Vlad. Is that what we're doing? <laughs> <laughs> That's fair enough. Richie, thank you for playing Dan Viesel. Yeah, dude. Every day. And Cruz Turner, thank you so much for playing the boulder. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, last but not least, we want to thank two companies that we are affiliates of. First off, we want to thank Buzzsprout. Uh, check out Buzzsprout if you're looking to publish a podcast. They've got some really great tools uh, for helping you get your podcast out there to the world. They have access to all of the biggest uh, podcatcher services and, and make it really easy to list your podcast on their directories and get, get the word out there for it. On top of that... Uh, they have some mastering tools that can make your podcast sound really, really good. That's B-U-Z-Z-S-P-R-O-U-T.com, buzzsprout.com. Check it out. If you use the link in the description of this episode, you can get a special offer, and it helps us, it helps you, and it helps Buzzsprout. So go check them out. And then last but not least, we have Instacart. I feel like I should make Dan do the uh, ad for Instacart, but I'm not going to. Uh, <laughs> Instacart <laughs> allows you to get your <laughs> allows you to get your favorite uh, stores delivered directly to your door. You can shop those favorites and save time with Instacart. You get free delivery on your first order uh, if you use the link in the description of the ep uh, episode here. And you can get some uh, sweet groceries delivered to your house. Get some get some gummy worms. That's one of my favorite things. And Din, I almost called him Din. Richie, what's one of your favorite things to order well, from, from a grocery service? Uh, well, if I had my taste back, uh, I would probably go for uh, some Reese's, dude. I could go for, I think I literally mm. kill for some like frozen Reese's cups. Ugh. Yeah. Dude, that kills yeah. me. I'm good. I'm good with that. What We know Cruz would want two Snicker bars. Nope. Uh, <laughs> what, what would it be? Mint chocolate chip ice cream. There you go. And Dan, can you address this segment or we just need to leave you out of it? Um, that'd be a no comment. <laughs> go check out instacart.com. That's I-N-S-T-A-C-A-R-T.com or check them out in the app store. And if you use the link in the description, like I said, you can get a special offer and it helps us, it helps them, and it helps you. So go check out Instacart and Buzzsprout. Thank you very much for letting us be affiliates of your great companies. Um, guys, I think it's time we get out of here. I've rambled long enough. We've been about an hour and 20-ish minutes on the episode. I think this has been a good one. Uh, let's get out of here. Everybody say bye-bye, and we'll see you next week. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye. Be safe. Bye. The perils of non-competes. Do you wear your Crocs in sport mode?
Uh, not really. Only when it's like moist or hot outside. Or, what does or that raining. mean? It's crock locks. You know, you put them, put the thing around the back, put them in four wheel drive when you need I traction. Have you, you've never worn Crocs without socks because the problem with Crocs without socks is if your feet sweat, you're literally walking around on ice skates. Homie, I've never worn Crocs, period. And I'm happy about it. Look, Joey. Okay. You can think to yourself, oh, look at me. I'm successful. I worked <laughs> real hard, gained a lot of stuff, have a happy family. But guess what? I have pure joy because I wear Crocs. And so when this appears at the end of the episode, everybody understand we're not sponsored by Crocs. Cruz is just this passionate about if it. If we were sponsored by Crocs, oh my goodness. I still wouldn't wear them. Oh, God. All right. Are we ready to do this? Yeah. Yeah. Let's Whatever. just crock lock and drop it. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. Wow, Dan. That's what's up. Man. That's what's up. That's what's up. That's the best joke he's going to do all night, and it's only going to be in the, in the the at the end of the credits. Dan peaked. He peaked just now. We all saw it. I don't want to get right, here we go. so I've been trying to avoid peaking. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Shut up. I'm trying to do the intro. <laughs> Let's snap. We got to snap. Oh, do we have to snap? All right, yeah, ready? One. Idiot. If we hadn't done this in a week, <laughs> shut up. One, two, three.